Hi, I'm Sam Sells, and welcome to my podcast, Clean Money. I like to say investing matters, and my show is to talk with everyday folks that are not only creating great success, but making an impact in society and improving the lives of others. That is my mission, and I want to share my stories and others with you. Welcome to Clean Money. Thank you for joining with us today for another great episode of Clean Money, where we like to talk about making a difference in the world through our investments of time and resources. Today, my guest is Mark Kale, who comes with over 25 years of franchising. Now, we've talked to franchisors before, franchisees before, and here's Mark is one of those guys who has a long history in this business. And he's done it for a very long time. So he excelled as a franchisor, a multi-unit franchisee, consultant, has been part of transformative opportunities, earning accolades like businessman of the year. His passion lies in assembling exceptional teams and executing plans for tangible franchise ownership. As the visionary behind Fran Destiny, he aids individuals in transitioning from entrepreneurship to genuine business ownership, employing a tailored matching approach. Mark's success includes leveraging franchise models for profitable access while maintaining a work-life balance. And he is a graduate of the University of Wisconsin-Madison and a lifelong entrepreneur. Mark is committed to helping others build wealth and create lasting legacies, something we care very much about here, through informed franchisee ownership, franchise ownership. His story is one of the passion, expertise, and dedication of empowering others in the dynamic world of franchising. Thank you for joining the show, Mark. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate being here. Yeah, so you started a long time ago, so and the world has changed quite a bit. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey um, from entrepreneur, wanting to be an entrepreneur, to starting your own uh, business, and, and then to where you are today? Sure. I appreciate that. So yeah, I, I started back 30 years ago um, with a franchise company that was just, it had one unit. And I actually had sold them group health insurance because I was in the health insurance business right out of college. And he, the founder and I hit it off. And he came to me one day and he said, would you like to help me franchise this? And I was like, McDonald's? Like I didn't even know anything about franchising yeah. and he was a Harvard MBA bootstrap guy. And he's like, well, we're going to learn together. And we literally wrote what was the uniform franchise offering circular back then. We wrote it together. Yeah. And he honestly, and I hope he never sees this, but he was too cheap to hire an attorney. <laughs> yeah. So we just muddled through it, but it was a really great way to learn every single thing about franchising. The company was a retail European style bread store, and they're still in existence and they're still growing um, where they bake the bread right in front of people and they pumped the air, you know, the, the venting right out into the street. So it's wow. good world-class bread. And so I said, yeah, you know, I'll help you figure it out. And that's what we did. And we grew it. I did every single thing in that franchise organization from kneading dough at midnight to yeah. selling franchises to getting the layout design figured out to site selection to 
obviously all the legal side of it. And I sold franchises, supported them. And that's, I got the school of hard knocks on franchising in that deal. And it was great. That's, that's, yeah. So and you then, got free bread. Yeah, we got free bread. And <laughs> I have a, glute, a gluten allergy, which I didn't know back then. It was killing myself every day and didn't have a clue. So one thing led to another. He decided that he didn't really want to expand that much faster then. Uh -huh. So that's actually when I went to the International Franchise Association conference in Vegas and met the founder of a company called Franchise. And he came to me and said, I'm kicking this thing off and I need someone to help me pilot it. And so I said, I'm your guy. Because the reason was when I had all these franchisees or prospective franchisees come to see this concept, some of them just weren't a good fit. Yeah. And I saw them walk out the door and it got me so upset because I said, these people would be great for something. I just can't help them. Where with Franchise and I'm, Fran Destiny is a company under Franchise. We do business as Fran Destiny. Um, we have the ability to have so many franchises in our inventory. We have over 250 of them now. So there's going to be something for everybody. And so that's really what really came together for me is that I never have to watch anyone walk out the door again. I can help just about anybody do this. Wow. That's, that's fantastic. So how many people have you helped do you think over the years? Hundreds and hundreds. Um, it's a good question. I don't, I don't know the exact answer, but it's several hundred. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's a wonderful thing to be able to do to impact all those people. Yeah. Let's talk about that because this is an impact um, conversation and and we, you know, I care, I care a lot about people like you, people matter, you know, our choices matter, um, what we do matters. Um, I've been all over the world. I've spent a lot of time in very dark and very, very poor places on this planet. And um, I have, you know, just grown that, that passion is just continuing to grow within me of you know, we can make a difference and we can help people and it really does matter. So you've helped, you made an impact in hundreds of people's lives. Uh, obviously not everyone is successful, right? Not everyone takes it and does the things they need to. Not everyone listens to your advice. Um, even sometimes listening to your advice, they do it wrong uh, or something happens. Market turns right when they're getting off and they're not liquid enough or something else happens. So walk me through... Um, can you share just a few stories, perhaps, of people who were able to make it through and what, you know, how that impacted their lives? Sure. And I can actually do it in reverse. I think there's, I can count on one hand how many people that I've helped have actually said, hey, this isn't working for me. And we're selling or that a, a catastrophe in their family or whatever happened. Um, so I would say the vast majority of the people are succeeding. And we do follow up with them. So we are, and we always usually get referrals as well from them. So that's really important that when I put someone out there that they're going to succeed. We usually place rookies of the year, best franchisees of the of the entire system. And this has happened many, many times. And it really goes back to finding the right fit and making sure that if someone says, hey, I like to golf, doesn't mean they should open a golf store. Right. Because right? they'll be counting <laughs> like golf bread. All day. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't open a bakery. Right, exactly. 
Um, and that's amazing how many people said, oh, I love the bread. This is going to be a great idea. Well, not really. Yeah. It's a very specific person that meets that. So, you know, a, there's some a lot of success stories. There was a young gentleman um, that we helped years ago. He was living with his mom, right? Right out of school. Uh, really had no idea what he wanted to do. We wound up putting him in a franchise and he has been the top franchisee in that system for 15 years. Wow. Over and over and over. And he keeps buying more territory. And, these, you know, those are the kind of things that I just love. And I've actually helped several, what I call kids, mm -hmm. get into business. And it's amazing. You know, I have one, one kid that went into a, a home cleaning business in Wisconsin, where I was from. And he moved, not only moved out of his house, but wound up buying his mom a new house, right? So these are things that it just makes you feel so good for these folks and all of their employees. Um, and I'm actually a previous multi-unit franchisee myself. So we had 250 employees mm -hmm. um, out in the field. It was in-home care and mm -hmm. another 18 admin people and even just changing those lives. So I know that if I place someone in a franchise, they will absolutely affect their employees, their employees' families, the vendors and their vendors' families. It go, the ripple effect goes on and on and on and on. Um, so it's a, it's a really rewarding thing that we do. That's fantastic. I'm curious, you know, what what's it like for those young 20 year olds like how much money do they have to come up with and if they're coming up with 250 grand like how how do they do that so the the franchises that i work with for these folks i match all the attributes that they're looking for so investment level is one of them right and so if mm -hmm. they tell me mark i can come up with 25 grand 50 grand whatever it is we have enough um partners, meaning finance partners and, and everybody else that can help them leverage that money. Uh, sometimes it's from a parent, right? And sometimes it's a rich uncle. We literally have a rich uncle that we work with. He's a billionaire and he was sitting in with his family and all of his nieces and nephews at Thanksgiving. And one day he literally just got up from the table and said, I am buying all of my nephews franchises. Wow. And he came to us. Yeah. We sat down with him and each nephew one at a time, and they each wound up with a franchise. Now, one of them mm -hmm. wound up having this spoon fed situation where he was just waiting for things to come to him. And it's the typical rich uncle story, right? Yeah. Well, that one of the nephews actually is still in business, has bought a second territory, but I wouldn't call him top of the system, right? He's yeah. struggling because he's just expecting everything to come to him. Um, but, you know, there, the, there are many, many, many ways to fund these franchises. And for young people, whether it's a rich uncle, whether it's a 401k rollover, which is, you know, very, very prevalent these days, mm -hmm. SBA is a huge way to do it. So there's ways. There's yeah, definitely makes sense. I use my, so I was active duty military when I got started on my adventure in uh, commercial real estate. And I used our TSP, took out a loan um, to myself. And then I just cashed the whole thing out and paid taxes. Cause it's like, 
it's worth it to me to just pay taxes on this very agonizingly slow growth mandatory retirement thing that is I can 10x that money in in a couple of years versus waiting 50 years for it to be worth 5x or, or whatever you know and so great awesome and thank you for your service by the way oh, um, I just literally posted on my LinkedIn yesterday that there's a lot over 70 percent of the franchise companies offer a veteran discount really um, franchise fee yeah so appreciate you, you know, all that you did and you know, there's a lot of ways for veterans to get into into franchising, and they're perfect franchisees too. They're used to following a system. They like things just laid out for them, and there there's a lot of veterans that are top of the systems in franchises. That's fantastic. So if somebody wants to get started, um, what do they do? I mean, they reach out to you, and then what? So we first have an initial call. I get to know them a little better, obviously. And then I would send them a link to a confidential questionnaire that just gives me, you know, 50,000 foot view of, of what they're all about. And uh, also liquidity and net worth uh, kind of questions so that each franchisor has their own requirements, right? Mm -hmm. And then we have about a two hour consultation and it's usually on Zoom where we can look each other in the eye, which is great for video conferencing because it's I've been doing this 24 years and it was practically a rotary dial phone when I yeah. started. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it, we really dive into every attribute of the business. So, like I said, if you're, if you love to golf, don't buy a golf store, let's figure out, do you like a storefront? Are you more apt to do a service-based concept with a, with people in a truck doing the services um, what kind of hours do you want to work? What kind of employees do you want? Do you want skilled employees, unskilled employees? Do you want, um, you know, all different, all of these different aspects of the business so that even down to long sales cycle with a uh, higher ticket versus a short sales type cycle with a lower ticket and higher volume, there's all these different things that we talk about so that I can really hone in on what makes sense for you, right? People ask me, well, what's the hottest franchise out there right now? So whatever fits you the best, that's the hottest franchise, right? There's a whole bunch of, there's 4,000 franchises out there. So it's, so we get down to the nitty gritty. And then I build a model based on that information. I compare it to the inventory of franchises that I have, and they've all been pre-screened and scrutinized uh, by the home office so that we know that we would actually become franchisees ourselves. And then, so I know that the investment level is right. I know that the attributes match. I know that the territory is available, yeah. which is a huge thing, right? People can get all excited about a franchise. And if the territory is not available, they're not going to be able to do that franchise. So then we set up another call. I do the introductions of those franchises. And then we have a very, very, very systematic way to get people through the due diligence so that they're learning everything they possibly can to make an informed decision at the end. Awesome. I'm going to ask you a silly question because um, we take for granted a lot of times the, you know, the lingo of the, you know, the business world, right? I know what a franchise is. A lot of people don't even know what a franchise is. So you may be speaking Greek. We've probably been speaking Greek this entire time. I'm like, that sounds amazing. I want to do it. But what is it? 
Um, so just walk, walk us through what a franchise is. Sure. So a franchise is typically a proven model, proven model, right? So there's people that want to start a franchise company and they think they have one unit that's making a few bucks and they can franchise it. But really there has to be a proof of concept. And for franchising proof of concept means not one location open, but several open in all different kinds of markets, right? Just because it works in New York doesn't mean it's going to work in Fargo, right? Right. So it has to be a proven model. They have to have a very, very systematic way to do business and have that documented so that people can follow the recipe, right? Um, and then obviously all the trademarking and everything else that has to happen on the names and everything that they do. And so then it's a proven system that's in place that someone can say, here's what we do, follow this, and you'll be successful. Okay. Now, the franchisee has to get out of bed in the morning and actually execute, right. uh, which is a whole other story. But um, so the franchising in general means that it is a proven concept that works in multiple styles and multiple locations and multiple multiple geographies and um, different income levels and everything, right? So the franchisor can have, okay, it will only work if it's in an XYZ kind of location, which is fine, as long as everyone knows that going forward, right? Um, and so franchising is that. Then there's other aspects of the franchise model that need to be understood. There's a one-time franchise fee that is paid, and that's typically in cash up front that gives you access to all the stuff that the franchisor came up with. And we can go on and on in the nitty gritty of it, but it's it you're buying the opportunity to replicate their success, right? I call it success insurance. Yeah. Franchise fee, right? Then once you're up and running, the franchisor uh, gets a royalty, which is typically a gross uh, a a percentage of gross monthly sales. So if set, some people say, well, why can't it be on the net? Meaning on, we can go into the jargon of all of that, but net meaning what you make at the very, very end. Well, because someone could run a Ferrari through their business and someone can run a Prius through the business, right? right. Two completely different, you know, uh, costs to that, right? So the person with the Ferrari isn't going to net what the person with the Prius put through. So they have to do it on gross monthly sales because that's just fair. Yeah. Right? Um, and along the way, you're going to get opening support. You're going to get, um, if there's a, if there's real estate, they're going to help you find the real estate. They're going to help you do the layout and design of the real estate. Uh, they're going to help you find contractors. They're going to do all of that stuff to get you up and running. If it is, let's say it's, boutique fitness and it's a subscription model they're going to help you do pre-opening support so that you can open with a, as many members as possible so you're as close to break even as possible the day you open um, and then you're going to get a field support person to, uh, to, um, in charge of you and they're going to have regular calls with you to go through your key performance uh, indicators and we can have a whole nother conversation about that too. Sure. Um, but this is this is franchising. The, you are in business for yourself, but not by yourself. You get all of the support all the way through. 
And with the franchisor that I was in, um, I was actually on the advisory council for the franchisor. So uh, there's there were six or 700 franchisees and you have to be elected and chosen and things like that. But for me, I wanted to go that much deeper in understanding what this was all about. Yeah. Um, I knew what technology was coming down the road. I knew why we were doing our national ad fund and what that was doing. We did all of it together. And so some people just like to dive in further and I'm that guy. So there's a lot, there's a lot you can do. There's something to be said for, you know, just lots of experience, not just experience, but deep experience where you've done a lot of deep thinking about things. You've put those things to the test. You've tried them. You messed things up. You got some things right. You went back to, you know, the drawing board, thought deep, deeply again about it, put it to the test over and over again, over years and have been able to replicate success over and over again. I think um, our, I know when I'm working with somebody in commercial real estate, folks who have been around for a little while um, versus folks that are new, it's just a completely different world. Uh, we can have conversations at a different level. Um, deals can get done much smoother. And, you know, I, I know when I'm buying a property, if if they've been talking to other people who are new and then talk to me like, oh, great. Yeah, let's, blah, 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 blah. okay, good, cool. I'll send over the LOI and let's, you know, let's tackle this thing. And that, you know, it's just, it's different. It's just different. It is. Um, I like to say that, you know, listen, I've walked in everyone's shoes that I'm trying to help, right? I've actually been through the, oh my gosh, I just wrote a check for the franchise fee. What did we just do? My And back when we did it, my wife and I, um, the FedEx truck came because there was, we weren't wiring funds or anything. Yeah. And we handed the envelope to the FedEx guy. And it was like one of these tug of war things going, <laughs> yeah. are we really doing this? And it was, it was pretty crazy, but I've been through it. Right. And so, and then over 10 years grew my business to the point where I had a wonderful exit too. So when people are getting into franchising, they think that it's for the forever. But yeah. people buy and flip franchises all the time. I have people that that's all they do. They buy them, they grow them, they sell them. Then they come back to me for another brand. They buy it, they grow it, they sell it. Um, I was I was working, I'm still working with a guy 20 years ago. He bought one great clips. He now has 16 great clips, five hand in stones, and a couple other brands. And he sends us all his friends and they all want to be like him. Yeah. And it's just the most wonderful experience. And he never left his corporate job. He's a C-suite guy in IT. So he's making, I don't know, a million something bucks on the side while he's a CEO because he's built an organization. He was able to scale it and not get stuck in it. He's working on it. And it's a wonderful thing to see. That's amazing. I know um, for those of you who have full-time jobs, you're thinking, I really want to go out and create something, but I'm very nervous because um, that's where I was. I decided to go the commercial real estate route and really... Um, it took me time to learn that partners are the best thing you can possibly have. Um, and that will help you avoid a lot of mistakes. Franchising is a way to go out and start day one with essentially a partner. And the way they get paid is through a percentage of the revenues. Um, but they're there. They've already done it. They know exactly what to do. They teach you how to do stuff. Um, 
they lay out the plans and it's a easier transition than it is to go and try and do real estate, which I love. All right, I'm going to go out and buy a duplex and I'm going to house hack that. And then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this. And, you know, I'm like, that's not sort of the birds. Like there's way better routes to go to generate wealth and income and um, a future. There's just better routes. Absolutely. When I introduce myself, whether it's at the chamber or if people just ask me what I do, I help people diversify their portfolios through franchise ownership, period. I mean, it's mm -hmm. that simple. Um, and if someone is interested in doing something while they're full-time employed, we help people like that all the time. And you can do franchises semi-absentee. I wouldn't say totally absentee, except there's a there's a couple of franchisors right now that have developed a, a way to actually get full-time employed people in business as an investment because the franchisor will launch the business, staff the business, and run the business for the franchisee for an extra 5% royalty. Wow. They'll run it. So it's completely hands-off. We just helped a Microsoft C-suite guy. He did a 10-pack of a specific franchise. He's taking um, a hiatus for a year to sort of help get them launched. And then he's going back. Um, so he is one example of someone that says, you know what? I don't want them to do everything. I wanted to have my hands in this thing a little bit. Um, but there are plenty of people who are doing that now too. And it gets them diversified without having to, you know, be worried about the market and what it's going to do and, and all of that. So th there's definitely investor models out there. Um, and we have helped many, many, many people do that. So if I want to own a great clips, do my, do I need to learn how to cut hair? <laughs> they don't want you to cut hair. Um, and great clips is basically sold out at this point. So we don't represent, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of hair, hair care concepts that we do represent. And even not even beyond hair, most of the franchisors don't want you stuck in the weeds doing the work. Yeah. They, there's several models, right? There's an owner operator model where you're buying one unit. You're basically buying yourself a job. In Even in that case, if you have one hair salon, you're not cutting hair. They don't want you to cut hair. They want you to manage the KPIs and then manage the business, grow and market the business, get out there and make it happen. Um so for the owner-operator models, they are definitely um, more, way more hands-on. Then you have a multi-unit model where you're, you open your first one, but you've reserved maybe three or four locations where you get your first one open and they put you on a development schedule. So your second one can open 12 to 18 months later. And then you put a manager in the first one you're opening the second one and then you just rinse and repeat until you've got five or six or 10 open. Um, and by the time you're into the third or fourth one, you're opening those with cash from the first two or three. And so that's a very interesting way to, to let it roll. Um, I call it playing with the house money, right? I mean, you're just, you're just making it happen. You're rinsing and repeating. And sometimes what happens is with the gentleman with the great clips, he had 16, he got landlocked. There was just no more territory. So he just bought a different brand. And interestingly enough, he can promote both of those brands at the count, you know, here, you want, you feeling like a massage today? You know, they yeah. do that. It's perfect. 
yeah. same customer. Yeah, same customer. That's perfect. So once yeah. you're playing with the house money, it's infinite returns, right? You're you're using money that you didn't it didn't pull out of your pocket. Um, you're using that house money to to generate infinite returns. It's fantastic. So I've had a great discussion so far just about franchising, about uh, impact and Im improvement. Um, you, you've helped change a lot of lives. You've helped create a lot of um, wealthy families. You've created a lot of sustainable families that have sustainable cash flow. Um, tell me, you know, what's next for you? You've been doing this for a long time. What's next? So I have a... 24 year old daughter and a 19 year old son and my daughter's off and doing her thing she's great my son has decided that he is well he decided really really young he's just not a student he's just not that guy right um so eventually we will wind up going into business with him he can sell you the shirt that you're wearing while you're wearing it <laughs> so we're not worried about that part at all, that he's got the gift of gab and the kid is going to be amazing. We've told yeah. him to go cut his teeth on other people's businesses first. Yeah. Um, so he learns the ropes and he just got a great, uh, he's transitioning from job to job a little bit to learn different things. He actually just got another great job yesterday um, and he'll learn everything about it. It's a sales gig. And so we're going to wind up being in business with him. Um, and eventually if the right thing comes along, we'll do another franchise for us. But I think that I love, since I've done that already, um, I think I'm going to, I can do this until my last breath. I love helping people figure it out. Uh, there's nothing more fun to me than to see people go from, God, I don't know if I should be doing this. I don't know. I'm unsure to. I'm going to kick butt today. Wait till you see what I do. And it's just the coolest feeling for everybody because they have it in it. Um, and the biggest problem is that they let fear get in the way. And yeah. to me, just fear is a byproduct of lack of knowledge, right? And so the more we can help educate them and put them at ease along the journey, the better they're going to be. And they ultimately do. They come around and they they see that they've got it within themselves already. Just someone needs to pull it out of them a little bit. And so that's what I love to do. Yeah. Well, hopefully we've inspired some folks. You've inspired some folks. I know you've inspired me. I, I love the franchise model. I've known people to do very well in it. I've known somebody who did terrible um, I had a very unfortunate experience with the franchise itself. Um, and so that's another great reason why you pick a really good person like yourself who's been around that can help you navigate through the franchises and make sure that the ones that they connect with are stable and strong and not going to go bankrupt uh, when, yeah. the, when the world turns, right? Because the world's turning. It's always turning. Exactly. And so, um, but today I think he's the only one that I know that's had a, just a really, really terrible experience. And, um, he did not use a coach or uh, somebody to help him. Yeah. And I would say that most of the failures that I've ever seen and heard of just picked the wrong concept, right? So it, it's, a, it's really important 
I mean, when you're buying a house, if you do it by owner, you never know what you're going to get, right? There, there could be stuff hiding in the, in the, you know, in the ceilings or whatever. You just don't know. And when you use a person that really is in to it for your best interest to make sure that you're have a roof over your head or a franchise that you're running that is the best fit for you, that's really that's what it's all about. Yeah. And my service is free. So yeah. and the franchisor doesn't charge any more to use me. So why not? Right. Yeah. Why not? It's just silly not to you. It's, but you know, we don't know. People don't know. We don't know. And, right. and so you just think, okay, franchise, I want to own a McDonald's or a Taco Bell because my friend owns three subways or whatever. And, uh, and then they just go straight out to, to whomever. And it's like, well, there's more to it. It's just like real estate. You can go buy real estate on your own, or you can come work with a coach like us. And we'll be like, don't do that. <laughs> you know, do it this way. Small difference, small difference, but it makes, a remarkable difference in the end on cash flow and everything else. So, yeah. Well, and we we provide the questions to ask the franchisees, the franchisors. Uh, we have funding sources at our fingertips. We have franchise attorneys that we work with that could help them get through the federal disclosure documents and all the legal reviews and all of that. We're a one-stop shop, so that we make it as easy and simple and painless as possible. There's enough emotion going on during this process that we just need to take all of the um logistics and package them up and make it easy yeah well great so thank you so much mark for joining the show today um how can our um almost said residents how can our listeners get a hold of you so we have frandestiny.com and if you go to frandestiny.com slash clean money there's a landing page there with additional ways to get in touch with us Fantastic. I love that. It's a great clean money is the best. That's how we roll. That's it. All right. Well, I'll make sure that is in the show notes so people can go and click there and, and uh, learn more about franchising from with one of the most successful experts there are out there. So appreciate it. Mark, any, anything else that we missed? Um, I would just say that the, the biggest thing for people is fear. And sometimes you just got to do it scared. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Just do it scared. Look, folks. This way it is. Yes. All right. Thank you so much for joining the show. Everyone, please go to that link. We'll make sure it's in the show notes. Mark, thank you so much for being thank on the you. show and imparting your wisdom to us. Your hard fought long experienced wisdom love it i appreciate you thank you so much all right take care thank you for tuning in to clean money where we talk about sustainable investing that improves society we are passionate about creating great investment returns to investors who want to use their money to make a positive social impact in the world if you enjoyed the episode we'd appreciate a five-star review and if you are interested in making your investing matter please connect with us at wildmountaincapital.com or you can find me, Samuel Sells, on LinkedIn, on Twitter at Sells underscore Samuel, on Instagram at Clean Money Sam, or on Facebook. And finally, make your investing matter. <laughs>